Day since OU football's last commit, one. And I got to say, Parker Thune, I'm having some withdrawals today. I need another commit, man. Well, that was well, too much fun. It won't fun. be too long, Tyler. Uh, that, yeah, it won't be too long. That's kind of what the uh, what the feel is, right? Could it be in 24? Could it be in 48? There's a decent chance OU could have a, a new commit by the time we all gather around the table on Thanksgiving. I don't know. Some people do Thanksgiving lunch. Some do Thanksgiving dinner. Whatever the time your uh, Thanksgiving uh, meal is, maybe OU will have another commit. The question is, who's it going to be? Because there's not one that just stands out above the rest as an obvious one. Like, I can offer up a guess. I would guess, like, looking at the crystal balls, that you might get an NEO kid here pretty quick. That would be my guess on the next commitment. You but might. You might. There's uh, two or three other players that you could probably throw in that mix as well, potentially. 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 And again, it's all about timeline right now. And uh, we're going to field questions until the cows come home, well, rather until the recruits come home, mm. uh, about Peyton Bowen and about DJ Hicks. And look, we're going to keep saying it day in and day out. Not really sure what the timetable is for either of those two. And we already I, I mentioned something about DJ Hicks in Oregon and the last hour, and we've had people asking on the text line already about Oregon and Hicks. Uh, this question is, uh, a two-parter, what is Oregon telling Hicks about the Pac-12 staying together? And second, how can they pitch NFL-caliber competition in college? Uh, the answer is, I don't really know. That is an interesting question. I haven't thought here's, about that with here's, Oregon. Here's what I do know with Oregon. And what I know with DJ Hicks. What did we find out on September 28th? He likes cash. And the money talks. Yeah. And Oregon has a lot of it. Uh, I will take that in hundreds, please, Texas A&M, if you can. And in a, in a duffel bag would be nice. Yeah, look, I, at this point, I just want to be very, very clear. For anybody out there thinking that OU is just going to win DJ Hicks over solely on relationships and development and the potential to win championships down the line, you're fooling yourself. Yeah, yeah, that's not because, reality here. Sure. Because... Money will have to be involved yeah. if you're no, going to get this kid And, and I'm sure those other things are a factor. I think that they're probably definitely a factor in DJ Hicks's recruitment. But let's make no mistake about it. It is uh, pretty obvious what the main driving force behind his recruitment is, which is you're going to have to play. You're going to have to you're going to have to have an Annie at the table to uh to be a part of the hand Parker Thune. Exactly. You're going to have to Annie up to have a chance to win the hand. Exactly. Here. And I think OU um is playing the game with this recruitment. I don't think you get this deep into the process. Guys, we're less than a month away now from National Signing Day. I don't think that you're this deep into the process. You get a visit this late without playing the game. Like I, I don't know where OU's offer is compared to the other schools, but I, I'm sure that there is an offer and, on the table. Yeah, and we're, not, we're never going to have a clear answer on what the numbers are across the board, right? Because there's a... A shroud of mystery that surrounds all of that to a certain extent. What I do know is that there's a substantial amount of money on the table for DJ Hicks if he chooses to come to Oklahoma. What I don't know is if we get close to signing day, we get to the precipice of DJ Hicks making a decision in favor of Oklahoma, how much is Oregon or Texas A&M going to be willing to drop in terms of a lump sum to be able to prevent that from happening? Because DJ Hicks was about... Two hours from committing to Oklahoma on September 28th, and 
we know what happened. Do you so think again, there's any chance that there's an auctioneer at his uh, signing day? <laughs> Texas A&M just keeps like uh, you know <laughs> raising their uh, hand. Three million over three here. Million three million over three here. Million. Uh, sold eight million dollars. Jimbo Fisher in the back row. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. But no, like this is the reality. This is the reality of dealing with the guy that I feel is the best defensive player in America. If you're going to get him to your school, you're going to have to fork over some cash. Hey, and you might not love it. I don't necessarily love it that these kids are getting this amount of money, but it's reality. And, I, I mean, if, if he can get this much money out on the open markets, uh, go for it, I guess, man. I mean, because he's going to get a significant payday, whether it's OU, A&M, or Oregon. And it kind of seems like those are the three, right? OU, A&M, and Oregon. He's currently committed to A&M. But do you feel like A&M is the third um, yes. most likely op? It's like the Peyton Bowen situation, right? There may be three teams in the thing, but the team that they're currently committed to may have the worst odds of the three teams that they're considering currently, which is kind of weird. Well, and I, here's, here's the thing. I feel like if DJ Hicks puts pen to paper for Texas A&M, the narrative in the minds of fans, especially in Sooner Circles, but – in general, just across college football, is going to become, well, uh, we'll see where he's at a year from now. Because I think you're fooling yourself if you look at the situation down there in College Station, Tyler, and conclude that any of what's going on is remotely sustainable or that there is a modicum of stability. Well, we already got one. We already have one that announced last night that he will be in the transfer portal at the end of the year. Uh, one formerly high, highly ranked recruit. Who was it? Donnell Harris Jr. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was a uh, top 10 player in the 2021 class before reclassifying in the 2020. So it's already starting. They haven't even finished this LSU game yet. And A&M players are already coming out and saying that they're going to be at the por- be in the portal at the end of the year. Guy from Geyer says, so with Hicks, if it's really money first and that's the depth of his loyalty, I say go somewhere else. Well, that's what I'm saying is I don't think that that is the total depth of his loyalty or like it's it's a huge factor. It's more of a factor than, say, what Jackson Arnold's recruitment was. But I don't think it's the oh, I don't think it's the only factor here. It's, you know, a big factor. But I think that there's other things at play just because David Hicks is out there. Um, you know, looking for some cash here. I doesn't think that necessarily makes him to have to be a bad teammate wherever he ends up. Some people may disagree with that, but I don't know. He, yeah. He's that he's that good. Someone's going to pay for him. Yeah, we got to listen. It said the painful reality is a kid could blow out their knee in college and never see the NFL. I can't blame them for taking whatever bonus they can get for signing with the university. Do I like it about as much as Steely loves Mule Shoe? But I do understand, <laughs> though. Yeah, and look, there's a million different ways to look at this thing, and. I will say this. There are kids out there. There are recruits that I have covered and recruitments that I have followed where you can point to their work ethic. You can point to their character traits and figure, well, it wouldn't be all that shocking if that kid gets a bag, gets all fat and happy, and never lives up to their potential at the next level. I don't feel like that's the case with DJ Hicks. Yeah. Knowing what I know of him, having gotten to know him, having gotten to spend time around him, that's a guy that I feel like regardless of how much money he ends up being worth on National Signing Day, he's going to show up to campus, a college campus, whichever campus it may be, and he's going to be a force from day one because he's that good and he does have that kind of a work ethic. Do, do his Does his dad handle all of his quotes, by the way? 
Because I feel like every story I see, it's like, well, David Hicks' dad says this. Like, Wilt Fong has a story out today on 24-7 Sports, and the headline was, uh, Oregon moved the needle with five-star David Hicks following the visit. And all the quotes in the story are from David Hicks' dad. Like, normally you hear something from the kid, but I only read stories where it's the dad who's actually giving the quotes. Like, huh, okay, that's yeah, well, no, interesting listen, insight into that recruitment. The Hicks recruitment isn't the only one where that's happening. Like, any interview regarding Keon Keeley's recruitment, all the quotes are coming from his mom. So the parents are the agents, <laughs> essentially. In today's Sometimes, day and age, yeah, yeah. for five stars in particular, yes. Well, is it Lamar Jackson's mom, his agents? And he's actually a quarterback in the NFL at this point. Yeah, it's point. not really paying dividends for him uh, right now. Pun, pun yeah. fully intended. Um, but, 918Rod asks, Parker, do we have anyone in this class that will be a day one contributor? Uh, yeah. Yeah, you do. Oh, I think so, yeah. Uh, obviously, if DJ Hicks and Peyton Bowen show up and they're Sooners, those guys are day one contributors. PJ Adabare, man, like that guy's good enough to contend to start day one. And I'm not saying it happens. I'm not saying that should be the expectation because that's a lot to put on any freshman. But I'm just saying that's within the realm of possibility. He is that good. And I think Makari Vickers sees a lot of snaps as well. Can say the yeah. same for Jacoby Johnson. Um, you go further down the list. Well, look at the offensive guys. Um, I, I I don't know which of the two running backs you would say could be a day one contributor, but you know I, I think Eric Gray has played well. He, he, I don't think Eric Gray is going to be back next year. You're going to need more running back depth. Well, let's see what they do in the portal, if they do anything. But there's an avenue where some of these running backs get, got a chance to uh, play from day one. We'll I say, th- yeah, I think Barnes are, did it this year. You are very confident in Barnes and Sawchuck as your two lead backs heading into next year. Um, does it ever happen for Marcus Major at Oklahoma? I, I just, don't I mean, know it doesn't feel point, like it man. at this point, man. But beyond that, you're going to have a Mecca Megwa in the mix. And I think if there's a freshman running back that contributes next year out of Caleb Hicks, Dalen Smothers, and Chapman McCown, I would probably go Smothers. That guy's got skills. By the way, uh, one of your newest commits, Ashton Sanders, um, was named as an Army All-American. Ashton Champ Sanders will be playing in the U.S. Army Bowl on December 17th. But he's a three-star, Tyler. Is uh, is that still because, you know, back in the day, like the early 2000s, that was known as that's the high school all-star game. Is that still considered as the high school all-star no, game? No, it's no. not. You have the All-American game. You have the All-American Bowl. Like, you have the Polynesian Bowl. There are a zillion There's of so them. There's so many of them There now. are so many of them. And I feel like that one, um, you know, the one that they played in the Alamo Dome forever now, that was kind of the OG high school all-star game, wasn't it? That used yes. to be the only one, I think. And then now, as you know, more things have happened, more people have gotten involved in recruiting, there's more high school all-star games that are out there. But, hey, Ashton Sanders, one of your newest commits, Army All-American, U.S. Army Bowl uh, on December 17th. And like we led things off today, it's nice to have two new commits and maybe, just maybe, the Sooners will not be done uh, by the end of this weekend. I, I think that the, uh, the odds could be greater than 50%, Parker, that OU gets another commit by the time Saturday rolls around. Uh, yeah, I would say the odds are substantially higher than 50%. Yeah. <laughs> I would put the odds very near 100%. 
405-651-3439 is the Air Comfort Solutions text line. We got uh, a whole lot of recruiting to talk about. There was a big high school game in the state of Nebraska last night. Why should you care about that? Well, Husker fans were basically dunking on themselves while watching that game. Oh, God, this is the best game in Memorial Stadium in three years. What a colossal failure that this staff wasn't able to recruit Zane Flores an unbelievable high school quarterback in Nebraska, and he's going to Oklahoma State instead. I didn't watch it down at that game at Memorial Stadium, Parker, but I did enjoy waking up to all Nebraska media dunking on the football program for the multiple misses that were out on the field last night. They're pretty fed up at this point, Tyler, and you can understand why. Looked like a great game. Walk-off field goal to win a state championship. Tristan Alvano, man. man. I'm just saying. About that. If the uh, if there are any OU uh, special teams assistants listening to the program, I'm just telling you, that kid wants to be a Sooner. 405-651-3439 is the Air Comfort Solutions text line. More coming up, more coming up next right here on The Ref. Locked in with McComas and Thune, live on the ref, we're the homeless Sooner fans. Tyler McComas, Parker Thune, inside the Brown O'Haver Studios. We've got a first. We've got a Ref Army member listening in Kiev, Ukraine. Um, I, I mean, I could, yeah, I could show it to you on the map here if you'd like. But we have a Ukraine listener today. So, all right, that? welcome to the show, London. We England. are international, London, like England. Uh, our Germany listener is tuned in today. I don't know why it never tells me the city that they're listening to in Germany. Whatever, Birmingham, Alabama, Rexburg, Idaho, Metairie, Louisiana, Columbus, Ohio, Olathe, Kansas, and our small town of the day. Shout out to Gunny of Stutzman's Army, who's on the he's on the text line every single day. Porter, Oklahoma. He pointed out to me Saturday night that I still haven't used Porter, Oklahoma as a small Oklahoma town of the day. So, shout out to you, Gunny. And whereabouts is is Porter, Oklahoma? Porter is uh, in the east part of the states and the real peach capital of Oklahoma. The real peach capital of Oklahoma. As opposed to the fake peach capital? Well, we've had had this conversation about a month ago. Yes, there is another town in the state of Oklahoma that claims that they are the peach capital. I brought that up, but... Yes, there was hey, heavy resistance to that, and the the uh, the Porter people were like, "No, it's here." Gunny, I will come out to Porter next summer and do a remote from there because I don't know if there's anything I enjoy more than a ripe peach in the summer. Peaches are delicious. You're a big uh, milkshake guy, and I'm not saying that you're the only person in the world that you seem like a peach milkshake shake type of individual. I'm j- I'm a, I'm a peach type of individual. I love fruit. Uh, it is true that whenever I find myself on the road between Dallas and Houston, I will stop at Cooper Farms and purchase not one but two peach milkshakes because they're that good. Uh, but yeah, look, I can get down with peaches. 
any time of year. It's not exclusive to summer either. 918 says, please tweet a pic out of that Ukrainian listener. Well, I don't have their face or what they look like. I don't get that personal with you guys. Somebody said KRF's <laughs> about to get hacked from Ukraine. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, maybe. You got to change our passwords. I don't have the pictures of people. I just have like a little uh, dot on a map from where they're listening. So, I mean, I could tweet that out if you'd like. I mean, that's that's not an issue. But I would just like to know where our Germany listener that checks in a couple times a week, where they're listening from. So if you're listening in Germany, 405-651-3439, please let me know which city in Germany that you're in so I can start uh, referencing that city instead of just saying, oh, our listener in Germany. There's a Porter Peach Festival. Yeah. Yeah, we did need to do hey, a uh, live remote from Gunny, that. Gunny, I need you to hook me up with a couple local businesses that might be willing to sponsor a remote during the Porter Peach Festival. I will come out and broadcast live from the festival on location. Gunny hung and out. And it will with, be the best day of my summer. Gunny hung out with us like the entire pregame show and the entire postgame show as well. And for his efforts and his loyalty, he left with both a uh, ref t shirt and a, an exclusive ref hat that even I don't own. The JFA Signature Limited Edition? Yes, uh-huh. I only had two of them to give out. That's wow. all they gave me to give out. They're that limited edition, yes. And I think uh, I think Gunny got uh, Model 003 is the, is the one that he got. Wow. You didn't keep one for yourself? I didn't know. I'm, no, I'm no, here no. for the Army, man. Okay, I, I wanted to give those outs. Tyler McComas sacrificing on his own behalf for you, the listeners. Just saying. I, I doing my part. Uh, OU still the number seven overall class, but but things have changed over the past thirty six hours. OU has gotten two three star commits, and Ohio State, who sits at number six, lost a quarterback to Florida State last night. Yes. So there was a decent little gap between OU at seven and Ohio State at six. Not now. OU is like right on the heels of Ohio State at six. Ohio State's total is 282.90. OU is 282.31. So, if we're right, and there is another incoming recruit this week, I think there's a chance by the end of the week that OU could be the number six overall class. And really sneaking back into top five territory. Really pushing for top five territory once again. That's a real thing. And then it's time for the cherries on top. Which is Peyton Bowen. Those are large cherries. Peyton Bowen and David Hicks, and even Cecilia Kana, three cherries on top, could really push this over the yeah, top. Yeah, let's not let's not forget about Cecilia Kana and all of this. And Peach I know milkshake with three cherries on top is what we're looking yeah, at here. How about that? Uh, let's not forget about Cecilia Kana and all of this because I know there's going to be a lot more talk about Hicks and Bowen, and understandably so. And I know that Akana is not as forthcoming with the intricate details of his recruitment, but. I will say this, man, Oklahoma maintains a really good position in that recruitment. And at this point, much like Bowen and Hicks, all we're really trying to get a sense of is the timetable because OU's in that race and they're in it strong. That doesn't mean that they're going to be the destination necessarily, but it does mean that once we find out when Cecilia Kana's commitment is forthcoming, uh, Sooner fans can probably feel pretty good about the way that that one's headed. So let me see if I can uh, accurately like sum up where OU fans' feelings and expectations are less than a month until signing day. Okay. All right? Um, you are extremely hopeful, and some might even expect, to see Leacana to sign at this point. 
I think most people are as hopeful as they've been in a while about Peyton Bowen. And then with David Hicks, you don't really know what to think. And you don't want to get your hopes up. Do you think that that accurately sums up how OU recruiting fans feel at this point? I think so. If you, it, it, how about this? If you asked me which of the three I'm most confident in, who do you think I would say? Well, he, here's what I would say, and I think that you would probably agree with this. Most confident to Celia Connor. No. Peyton Bowen? Peyton. Wow. Whoa. Look at that. Well, the uh, forecast and crystal balls have been dropping for him here recently. Okay. Yeah. Dang. I, 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 man, and look, I understand that the intel is completely different from the Notre Dame side, but there's always Well, that's of, to be expected. I mean, exactly. come on. Yes. That's but to be expected. I, what what I the Notre Dame side uh, – here's how I th- – what the Notre Dame side, like how they feel about this, does not impact my thoughts or feelings on the situation whatsoever. Whatsoever. Because this isn't a new thing, Parker. For like six months now, we've thought, yeah, I mean, Notre Dame, I mean, it's he's going to decommit at some point, sometime very soon. So I like whatever the Notre Dame side thinks, they can think whatever they want. I, I'm not buying what they're selling at this point. I'm sorry. Yeah. And... One of the mantras that we live by in this profession, Tyler, in general, and it's not a, it's not really a one-size-fits-all thing, but in general, you follow the visits, and there's one place that Peyton Moen has spent a lot of time at, a lot of time more at. More time than anywhere else. Over the last eight, nine months. Has he spent more time at OU or his own high school? I'm pretty I sure, can't tell. <laughs> I'm pretty sure he has taken more visits to Oklahoma than he has taken combined visits to Every other school. Maybe he'll get another uh, 99-yard pick six this weekend, uh, whatever night they play. And maybe he'll stop at, like, the 20-yard line and show, like, an uh, OU wristband or something like that and commit during the middle of a play. No one's ever done that before, (laughs) right? Commit in the middle of the play. Peyton Bowen's so good, he could commit in the middle of a play on an interception return and still probably score a touchdown. Or do an OU uh, celebration dance in the end zone to announce his commitment. There's an idea of something that's unique and original. Somebody on the text line says, where can I get some ref gear? I checked the ref website. Wasn't there. Oh, yeah. The uh, ref store is uh, at the top of the website page. Yeah, it's there. Okay. It's there. Or just come out to uh, like any of our watch parties, basically, or pre- or post-game shows. Hey, I always have free T-shirts There is merch there. aplenty. Uh, Brian in Tulsa says, and this is in all caps. Jeez, it is. Speaking of Akana, how does the South Carolina skull dragging of Tennessee affect recruiting? Well, I mean, I I kind of mentioned this several times in passing on this show that I, I really kind of felt like Tennessee was the one school that might be able to mount a really solid push for Akana down the stretch. I still feel that way. But, man, it... Here's the thing. Right now, the one constant in that recruitment is Oklahoma. And I think that should leave Sooner fans feeling encouraged. Because every so often, periodically, you'll hear buzz and you'll hear smoke about Texas or Oregon. or Oregon didn't even make his top ten, by the way. You'll hear smoke for Utah or Texas A&M. But all throughout the process for Akana, Oklahoma has been right there in the thick of it. And they've been the one school that he has consistently – and glowingly talked up. And you got your ace on the mound for this recruitment, which yeah. should make you feel better. No, yeah. yeah. You got your ace. You got your ace on the bump for this one. Brent Venables. Brent's like, I got this one, guys. Don't worry about it. 
So, yeah, that makes me feel a lot better about how this one's going to turn out. Check this out on the text line from the 405. Okay. My newborn son has been in the NICU since birth. This week, it will be two months. I listen to the show every day while at the hospital, so thanks for the quality distraction while raising another little sooner. First off, I I hope your newborn son, I I hope that uh, he gets out of the NICU soon and... I, I hope that he thrives. That's that's awesome. First off, congratulations on on being a father. Second, uh, thank you so much for listening to this show every day. And third, we need to make our first ever ref onesie for this kid. Yeah, how about that? A ref army onesie. I'm sure we can pull that off, right? Yeah, I'm sure those would sell pretty well. Every member of the ref army that has a baby should be awarded a free ref army onesie from uh, all of us here at the ref. That's their that's their ref baptism right there. Yeah, it's a rite of passage. Their first ever photo they they can have their ref army onesie. You are born into the army. You can uh, upload that to Facebook. But no, seriously, that's very nice work. I'm, I'm I really I'm glad that we can offer some sort of a uh, distraction on a daily basis, especially when we talk about Porter peaches. As Teddy just said, uh, what Teddy say? You pick your own peaches in Porter. Excellent. I guess he's a fan of. Hey, it. we're gonna make this happen. I will be live from the Porter Peach Festival next summer. Make no mistake, it will happen. Sounds awesome. I need all don't of act, you. Well, don't act like you're going to be the only one there and just go by yourself. I mean, if I'm, you, yeah, I'm going to be there. Okay, let's do it. I, like, I love how you just call dibs on it and then no, nobody else gets to go. Like, <laughs> I mean, okay. listen, you're the, you're the one talking me up as the peach guy. I'm so not I going just... to the Stratford Peach Festival. The only peach festival I'm going to is the real one, which is out in uh, out in Porter. Okay, love it. Hey, listen, all y'all out there listening in or around Porter, Oklahoma, don't let us forget about this because wait, 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 he, I think Gunny said it was in early July, so we're like seven, eight months away. There's a lot of time for me to for this to slip my mind and a lot of other things that will uh, dominate my uh, thoughts on a day in and day out basis. So don't let me forget that we're going to be live from the Porter Peach Festival at some point next summer. Um, by the way, before we hit a break, yeah, you know, can't say this out loud because some people on social media get upset. But uh, BV uh, had a little bit of a slip today at the press conference. Yeah, pulled, pulled a Mickey Joseph. <laughs> Wasn't quite as egregious. He caught himself. But yeah, no harm, no foul. At least he said, "Oh yeah, I can't do that." Right? Can't yeah. mention a it'll be by his name. it'll be the golf clap version of a slap on the wrist. A golf slap. Yeah, hopefully so. Hopefully so. 405-651-3439 is the Air Comfort Solutions text line. Here's what we'll do coming up next. Parker had a pretty pretty good idea last hour on with uh, Steely. Like, say one nice thing about Ted Roof because, hey, the defense is playing well three out of the past four games. The roof isn't on fire like some of y'all thought it was a month ago. Um, Say one nice thing about this 2023 recruiting class for OU. Again, 405-651-3439. More to come next right here on The Ref. By the way, do you all remember last week when we had to uh, come out and address stupid Instagram rumors about Jackson Arnold flipping to Notre Dame? You remember that? 
Seems that, a lot that longer than a week ago. That was a thing that um, happened. Notre Dame got a four-star quarterback. That is not Jackson Arnold, by hang the on, way. Hang surprise, on, hang surprise. on. Surprise. Let me guess. Was it the kid that decommitted from Pittsburgh right after we got done talking <laughs> about how there was a kid that was about to de- decommit from Pittsburgh and flipped to Notre Dame? Uh, I can't believe that was a thing around here uh, last week, but it was. So, Notre Dame gets their four-star quarterback. OU's five-star quarterback was in Norman again on Saturday. So, look, whatever you do from here on out, just don't get worried about Jackson Arnold flipping elsewhere. He'll, he'll be at OU. Don't, don't, don't worry. Don't worry. Uh, again, 405-651-3439. Say something nice about this 2023 class. The 2023 class has Parker's balls, says the 620. Yes, it does. Hey, speaking about and listen, I I want to get to everyone's uh, comments, every all the nice things that people have to say about this recruiting class. But uh, I just ran across a tweet from a good buddy of mine, Marshall Levinson, uh, who covers Texas A&M. And I just figured this would be a great opportunity to compare recruiting classes between the Sooners and the Aggies. Mm-hmm. And this is a really apt tweet for such an occasion. Marshall tweeted, Barring any major developments in the final month of the year, and this is wild, Texas A&M is on pace to sign a recruiting class without an offensive skill player. Oh, yikes. Quarterback, running back, wide receiver, tight end. For the first time in the modern recruiting era. Mm, Boy. Like, here's the thing. What do they have, like 11 commits right now? They have something like 11 commits total. None at offensive skill positions. Sooner fans freak out. And understandably so, when there is even the potential of one offensive skill position player to decommit, we fielded so many worried texts and questions about Anthony Evans when the news came out that he was visiting Georgia for that Tennessee game. Like, just imagine. Imagine sitting here a month to signing day, and Oklahoma had no quarterback, no running backs, no wide receivers and no tight end. And you're uh, combining that with what do they have? The fighting 420s have four wins now, I think. Yeah, they're four it's, and seven. Yeah. You combine all of that, which people would be panicking if you're in contention and you had that, but you combine that with a four win season and they'll get beat by LSU this Saturday yeah. or this weekend. They'll finish the season at four and eight. No, it's bad down there, man. There's no other way to say it. And if David Hicks decommits, oh my gosh, it's going to be. They'll finish outside the top 25 if David Hicks yeah. decommits. Again, folks, perspective matters. Could things be better at Oklahoma? Sure, they could. Could things be a hell of a lot worse? Yes. They could be Texas A&M right now. The 2023 class drinks eggnog. Yeah, that's what's up. Okay. I'm get, obviously Are you an eggnog made, person? Uh, you know, I never really grew up on eggnog, oh, but I man. might make a real effort to get into eggnog or at least, you know, I, I might throw some uh, an extra thing or two in my eggnog, but yeah, I'm, I'm going to try it this <laughs> holiday season. I'm all in on eggnog, baby. Which, by the way, uh, Friday I joked that Bedlam was going to be fireball weather. And let's just say a, a couple of our loyal Ref Army listeners came by the pregame show with some uh, fireball airplane bottles. <laughs> they, were, they, were, uh, they were stocked and ready to go. This class wasn't rec- uh, recruited by Muleshoe. Uh, this one says Muleshoe didn't put it together. Uh, this class would make Muleshoe's wife blush. So... 
Even though I'm asking about the 23 class, most people are saying, well, Muleshoe didn't have a hand in this. That's the best part about this class. Yeah. And well, judging I, by like how the class looks, yeah, you can tell that this is not a Muleshoe class. That speaks to the balance more than anything else. I think that's what people are probably getting at. By the way, <laughs> I tell you what happened on my flight back from uh, – or my flight to West Virginia. No. On the topic of alcohol. I sat next to this dude. That's in a like a t-shirt, like this dingy t-shirt and jeans, and he is hammered drunk. Nice, and he is just like he has no filter because he's just that drunk. That, so this, he's is, just, this is the type of guy I think I would sit by on every flight to West Virginia. But continue. Yeah, well, and he was from Pittsburgh, so makes there sense. You go. Um, but he's sitting there, and he's he's got like six little airplane fireball shots that he's like continually putting back with some soft drink I can't remember what it was over the course of the flight. He's already way gone. He's just more and more gone with every sip. <laughs> I get around it and we're having a conversation. Like he finds out that uh I'm in the media and he's super curious and he's a big big sports fan, former college athlete, and so we're having a conversation. So at some point I'm like I I got to know what this guy does for a living. So I ask him and he's like Oh yeah, I uh, I travel pretty much every single weekend. I fix high grade medical equipment. Oh yeah, it's like oh gosh, fireball in my blood. This... Fixing some medical equipment. He's like, Let's yeah, I, I obviously can't drink during the week, so I take advantage of the week. <laughs> I'd, like, I'd say so. I would never have guessed because uh, Lord knows that dude makes ridiculous money. So, but you would never have guessed. He it. had six fireball airplane bottles. Well, yes. I, I have questions, multiple. I, questions, I do too, but I'll keep it short here. One, did the flight attendant allow him to buy six airplane bottles, or did he sneak it on the plane? Because I believe, like, I don't think that you can sneak outside alcohol on a plane and drink it on the plane. I thought that you had to buy it, like, in flight to be able so, to enjoy it. he bought four. Okay. <laughs> the flight attendant let him buy four? And get this. Dang. He bought four. He spilled part of one. Yeah, yeah. And so the flight attendant then doled out two more to him. Unbelievable. Yeah, not just like okay, nothing well, like a flight to Pittsburgh. That's I what guess you this, get. This is how it is up here. Dang, I might take a flight. I might take a trip to Pittsburgh this summer just to get to experience the shenanigans on the that airline. Twenty twenty three class is balanced with playmakers on both sides of the ball. It's pretty accurate. Yep. I mean, and that, I think that that is um, well. What's going to be kind of the calling card of this class is probably its depth on defense is is what and, and they're not done adding players defensively. In fact, the the players that they're going to add from here until signing day is going to be majority defensive guys. Yeah, if so not I think that's what we defensive guys. Yes, yeah. yeah. Um <laughs> Y'all calling these airplane bottles is making me so angry. They're called pocket shots. Yeah. Sorry, I I don't drink, so this is all Greek to me. Pocket shots. The 23 class is Venable's first full class of his own guys. Yeah, man. Yeah, chance some of those guys play uh, as soon as next year. Brahms eggnog is the best, says one listener. No, you are wrong. Now, Brahms eggnog is upper echelon eggnog, but the best eggnog comes from Highland Dairy. I know this for a fact. Believe me, there is not a brand of eggnog out there that I have not tried over the years. I have tried them all. Highland is the best. You know, I'm probably uh, I'm uh, I'm a big Brahms guy, so the eggnog that I do try is probably going to be Brahms, just to let you know. That's that's okay. probably that's I fair. feel like that's my safest option here. Yeah, and it is a safe. If option. Egg, if it's I a, like eggnog, it's going to be from Brahms. Yeah, it's I'm a, pretty it's confident. It's a quality eggnog. Uh, is Lebby going to leave for Ole Miss? Um, look, I I I don't 
I'm not in the group that wants to fire Lebby after the game on Saturday. I definitely think that he needs some better clock management. I he, There's some things that he's got to get better at. Um, I, I just... His stock is not at a point right now where that's going to be an easy sell uh, to Ole Miss's fans. So I, a long way of saying, no, I don't think Lebby's going to go to Ole Miss. Can we do a text line conspiracy theory real quick? Sure. Texas A&M isn't signing any offensive skill players because Tebow is coming after the Pac-12 championship game, bringing Carl's Jr. and several others. You know, you guys hear me talk about A&M all the time in the hate that I just have in my voice for those people. And there was a point this year where I thought, you know what, I don't know if I can hate Texas A&M any more than what I currently do. I'm wrong. If Muleshoe and Caleb Williams go to A&M, my level of hate that I thought was as high as it could possibly get is somehow going to probably double Parker if Muleshoe is on the sidelines for Texas A&M next year. Uh, from the 918, Highland Eggnog tastes like watered down sewer water. No, you're a heretic. Uh, another from the 918 says, try Brahms eggnog ice cream. Yes, definitely Ooh, do that. If you haven't okay, had the eggnog ice cream, let's go. oh yeah. If I go to Brahms for ice cream during the holiday season, it's a wrap. There's, I already know what I'm getting There's not a in. There's not a dairy product that beats anything from Brahms. I'm inclined to believe that. Hey, Brahms in general, I, I would agree. I would agree. I get a little finicky with eggnog. I consider myself an eggnog connoisseur, but... You kind of remind me of a guy that would drink eggnog on his drive back to Nebraska. <laughs> I feel like that's probably going to have happen. Have I done it before? Well, yeah, you, I you have. drink chocolate milk on your drive, so I'm thinking like he's going to be enjoying an eggnog or two uh, when he hits the when he hits the Iowa State line on the home stretch back to Omaha this week. I'm guessing you're going home back going back home this week. I right? will be driving home Wednesday evening. Uh, probably doing a YouTube live stream from the road. <laughs> while you're driving? Not while I'm driving. Oh, I'll geez. find somewhere to stop. But Stop at a truck stop. And then I'll be turning back around early Friday morning to get back here in time to do the show, and then it's off to Lubbock. Mm. Uh, by the way, speaking of Nebraska, yeah, uh, I guess there's some reports out there that uh, Matt Rule said, yeah, I'm, uh, I'm good, guys. I'm just probably going to sit out this next football season, potentially. Which, if Matt Rule said that, that, like, that tells you how dire the situation is at Nebraska because the situation that Matt Rule willingly stepped into at Baylor literally could not have been much worse. Um, no, I totally agree with that. Yeah, I mean, it was – and he turned it around. So, Nebraska's not in great shapes, but what you're saying is accurate. Nebraska is a whole heck of a lot better of a job right now than Baylor was during that time. Uh-huh. And he get a much larger payday from Nebraska than he would from uh, Baylor at that time. Yeah. All right, a couple of things coming up next. By the way, Bob Stoops is uh, going to join us on the rush at 320. There's a new crystal ball that's been dropped today in OU's favor for an elite defensive player in the 2024 class. We'll tell you about that. And two, there was a report that dropped concerning Anton Harrison this weekend that we have not talked about and you probably didn't see because it happened a couple of hours before the game. But it's very, very interesting. We'll do that coming up next. Keep it locked right here on The Ref. We're the home of Sooner fans.
Final segment of Locked In with McComas and Thune. A reminder, Bob Stoops will join us at 3.20 coming up on The Rush. A couple of quick things before we get out of here. Brandon Drum of OUinsider.com dropped a crystal ball today for 2024 defensive lineman Nigel Smith. I believe you dropped one for him on Sunday, Sunday, maybe. Nigel Smith is a really good player in the 2024 class. Four-star defensive lineman, 6'5", 260. Here's a few of his offers. Bama, Georgia, LSU, Ohio State, Notre Dame, Texas, A&M, and I'm sure Miami's offered him about $8 million up to this point. So the who's who of college football have offered this kid. Both uh, Parker and Brandon have put in a crystal ball for him to uh, commit to OU. So I don't know if that's imminent necessarily. No, no, no. What no, you guys no. think, but that would be a big time get looking ahead. So to next Nigel year. Smith isn't going to announce his commitment until his senior day, which is the first game as opposed to the last of his senior season. So Melissa High School is building a new football stadium right now. His design for a long time has been to announce his commitment at his home opener, which is going to be the first game at that new stadium. So next, late August, I guess, early September, the schedule is not set yet, obviously, but that's when you can expect Nigel Smith to lock it in. So this happened a few hours before kickoff on Saturday, and Tony Pauline came out with a report, and he's been on the show a few times with me around uh, NFL draft coverage, and he's been pretty spot on on everything that he said. He had an interesting report, Parker, that OU is prepared to offer a very sizable NIL deal, not just to current recruits, but to Anton Harrison, their best offensive lineman, to try to entice him to come back next year. That is fascinating. It's something that I really, really like, because if you put an NIL deal package together that entices him enough to come back next year... That really changes my opinion of what the O-line is going to be next year. Now, I don't, I don't know Does if it's it? going to be enough because um, he may be a first-round pick with the way that he's you know going up draft boards right now. But, yeah, man, I think that that would be massive if they were able to get him to come back and next it, year. It would be great to have a guy that is effectively a three-year starter returning on the offensive line. Stability is always to be coveted. But you know what? If he does decide to go to the NFL, I'm not all too worried about the state of the offensive line. Not much not much more worried than I would be otherwise because it clears a path for old Big Sexy to get some run. Yeah, I'm, uh, I guess I'm just in a spot right now where I am um, concerned about the offense as a whole right now. <laughs> and then hopefully it'll get better before next season rolls around. But these past two games, oof, they've been rough, dude. They played, what, one good quarter of football? In the past eight quarters, one good quarter in the past eight quarters against two very gettable defenses. Yeah, yeah, I'm concerned about the offense right now. And I'm definitely concerned about the offense going into a game at Tech, which, once again, Tech's no great defense. Kind of the same thing for those guys as it normally is. They they rank uh, right in the middle of most categories, I think, on both sides of the ball. This is another very gettable defense, but... I don't have a whole lot of confidence OU's going to go out there and score yeah, 40 points. and you know what? In 2022, it is what it is. You just you take the knowledge that things are going to look drastically different personnel-wise come 2023, the fact that everybody's going to have an offseason to learn the scheme all the more and become more familiar, and trust that things are better by next September. Bro, Anton isn't staying, LOL. I didn't say that I think that he is. I'm just saying I like the possibility of OU putting something together to at least try to entice him to come back. I think that would be big. Yeah. The way that he is being projected right now, I would guess that he's not back. But OU's at least trying to make a play here. All right, the rush is coming up next. Keep it locked right here on The Ref. We're the homeless Sooner fans.